Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and on today's episode we have the incredible Freddie Bennett joining us. So welcome to the show Freddie. Avik, thank you very much. I am delighted to be here. Great, great. So Freddie, like before we start delving into our conversation today, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Freddie's life journey is an extraordinary example of the transformation, resilience and pushing the boundaries of what we believe is possible so from a stressed depressed and suicidal corporate executive to a uh like guinness world record holder and ultra marathon winner his story is a testament to the power of conquering the mind and transforming our lives so featured in the prominent media outlets like the bbc men's health magazine and the telegraph his journey from the depths of despair to becoming an endurance athlete is a source of inspiration so his mission so his mission is to empower individuals to achieve the extraordinary and unlock their hidden potential yes so his life was one of the apparent success with a Porsche in the driveway like we we often uh, uh, cherish those moments right we think of uh, things and a Rolex on his wrist so uh, but behind that facade was a life marred by the addiction so stress and also the struggle with the mental health so it was a confrontation with the mor- uh, mortality and with a gun held to his head that became the catalyst for change so he defied his circumstances and limitations by embarking on an incredible path running across the sahara desert achieving guinness world records and also raising funds for the charitable causes so he is not just an athlete or an adventurer but a man determined to prove that incredible feats are within everyone's reach so his perspective on the power of mindset freedom and uh, breaking the uh, barriers we set for ourselves is both refreshing and the transformative so he's committed to showing that extraordinary achievements are within the grasp of everyone so his experience and the lessons are a source of wisdom for the leaders businesses and the individuals striving to make an impact and create lasting change so get ready to be inspired to embrace the change and to discover the profound lessons freddy has learned and uh, shared 
on his life altering journey so join us as we uncover the transformative power of the resilience and the strength of the human spirit so ladies and gentlemen freddy is here to empower us to become the people we were always meant to be so welcome again to the show freddy thank you what an introduction i am uh, i want to meet this guy he sounds amazing so uh, it was it was a very powerful introduction thank you thank you for that and and thank you for having me on the show great thank you so much uh, so uh, freddy like uh, your transformation from a corporate executive to a guinness world record holder and the ultra marathon winner is the just remarkable so if you can share the turning point that motivated you to make this drastic change in your life absolutely and the the life that i call the the old me the old freddy i was working uh, for for a global corporate company i'd lived in uh, in the corporate world for for about 15 years i i i worked in london worked in in the usa traveled around the world with with my clients led a a very glamorous corporate lifestyle but the warning signs had been there as you say i'd i'd suffered the the addiction the mental health i had come across many many obstacles and problems in my life and i had tried to change so many times because we all wake up one morning and we say i'd like to change my life i'd like to have more clarity more focus more control i want to to live this life i always thought i would want to live but like we all do we all say we're going to change and then we don't take any action towards it because life gets in the way we uh, the, the the work gets busier or the family gets more demanding or we say we don't have time or it isn't the perfect moment to change but the moment for me after trying and failing to change so many times was was a morning when i woke up in a, a hotel room in a very grey and rainy part of the UK. It was a very grey hotel on a grey day uh, next to a grey highway in a grey part of the UK. And and I woke up um, and I was hungover. I, I should say I, I regained consciousness is probably the truthful way of saying it rather than the woke up. I was hungover. I looked at my watch. I'd missed my work again. I thought of all the things that I'd done a few hours earlier that were uh, not not positive or healthy things that, that I'd done the night before. And I, I kind of staggered across to the bathroom. And I was kicking empty miniature bottles of, of spirits out of the way. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was 35 at the time. And I saw this guy looking back at me and I saw the yeah, the the beer belly spilling over my underwear. I saw the 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 yellow chipped nicotine stained teeth. I saw the bloodshot eyes. I saw the wrinkles of the gray hair and I didn't recognize this guy. And I said, what happened to you? It wasn't supposed to be like this. What happened to your hopes, to your dreams, to your ambitions? What happened to the person you were supposed to become? And that was the moment I thought my life was going to go one way or the other. I thought I could either end it now and just say, you're a failure. You let yourself down. It's better if you were no longer living. Or what if you give yourself one more chance, one more opportunity just to see what you could be capable of achieving? And that's the day when I thought, 
I'm going to give myself one last chance. I always say, if you want what you've never had before, you must do what you've never done before. Mm. And if I wanted the happiness, the confidence, uh, the body, the the ability to, to know that I could have the impact on the world that I wanted to have, I was going to have to do something that I'd never done before, which was change my habits, change my life, change my thoughts and change my actions. And that was the day when I became reborn, when I became the the new version of myself. That's lovely. So uh, like many individuals struggle with the alcohol addiction and Mm. for you, you overcame it and found a passion for endurance racing. So what did running play in your recovery? And for that, what advice would you offer to those dealing with the similar challenges? It's it's a great question. And it's important to say that I'm, I don't think of myself as a runner. You know, there are people and they love to run and they talk about running and their life is running. That isn't me for, for running and, and the, the crazy endurance challenges that I've done. I know that most people would want to do that. I know most people would say, oh yeah, that, that that's crazy. And, and that's fine. That was just my challenge. But the lessons I've learned can be applied by anyone. And it's funny the, the the question that you say around running and recovering from alcohol. And I I take maybe a controversial view on this. I believe that we cannot change our true nature. So so many people, when they try and change their habits, like they will try and uh they'll try and stop drinking and they try and change who they are. And because they then try to change their true nature, they try to hide from themselves, and that will always that will always appear somewhere else. And this is why people who maybe they'll stop drinking, but they'll start a different addiction or they'll start some other aspect of their life. I say it's like trying to build a house on top of an oak tree. Sooner or later, that thing is going to come bursting up through the floor, whether you like it or not, because you can't control your true nature. So I tried to change my habits. I tried to be a uh, a very calm, a very sensible person who went from crazy nights out in 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 partying and everything else to this person who was just reading books and going to bed early. And I thought, this isn't me. So how can I accept my true nature? How can I accept the person that I really am, but focus that energy in a more positive way? And that's what I found running. Many people who who struggle with alcohol, they will say things like, uh, I don't have an off switch. I'm a very all or nothing personality. Uh, I like to be uh, energized. We all, many people who struggle with, with drinking, they, they have this thing where we, we need to be entertained. We need excitement. We need action. So rather than trying to, to kill that part of ourselves, rather than saying that part of ourselves is bad or must be repressed, why not accept it? Why not accept ourselves for who we are and just focus those behaviors on something positive and something good rather than something destructive? And that's how I found running. I still like the um I still like the adventure. I still like the adrenaline. I still like the the extreme actions. But I now focus that on on something that can both help myself and other people. But part of this was accepting who I really was inside. Lovely. So uh, imposter syndrome is a widespread issue. I mean, affecting many people. 
especially the high achievers so you had a journey from insecurity to guinness world records so mm. how to tackle this uh, imposter syndrome and what advice would you like to give to individuals like feeling inadequate in their pursuits imposter syndrome i find is really interesting because i i suffered this uh, throughout my corporate career it's that feeling that we that we don't belong the feeling that we might get found out the feeling that people may discover um that we're not actually as good as we pretend to be or as we say we are so i i get i dealt with the imposter syndrome uh through through drinking it caused me stress it caused me anxiety going to work every day thinking is today the day they're going to find out that i'm not good enough is is a scary place to be but i know that we all have it and uh, the reason that imposter syndrome happens is because we we all have this part within us who who tries to hold us back uh, it is i believe it's newton's third law that says uh for every uh for every force that is is moving forwards there is an equal and opposite uh, force being applied against it and that's what imposter syndrome is so as we try to move forwards in our life in our jobs in our relationships there is this part inside of us who is trying to pull us back equally as hard and that's what imposter syndrome is and so to to overcome it and and this is how i found myself on this journey of the world record as well becoming uh the the fastest uh, the fastest fisherman on the planet the fastest person running a marathon dressed as a fisherman and it's funny when you're standing on the start line of a race and 20000 people are looking at you and they're pointing at you and they're telling you they're going to fail and that's when imposter syndrome feels real but the real trick i find is to is to actually embrace it it isn't about overcoming imposter syndrome everybody says how do i overcome imposter syndrome how do i beat imposter syndrome that is not the secret the secret is to move forward despite the imposter syndrome it's to accept that imposter syndrome will never go away but to focus on moving ahead anyway it's like confidence confidence does not appear before we take action confidence only appears after we take action and it's the same for imposter syndrome and that's how i find myself uh, completing the, the the guinness world record and going into the guinness book of records it was finding the ability to move ahead and take action anyway even though i felt like an imposter even though i didn't have any confidence even though i didn't feel like moving forward all i wanted to do all i felt like doing was going home and hiding and never coming out again but it's the ability to move forward when we are filled with doubt and still keep going that is how we really achieve our goals no no that's that's definitely true i believe so <laughs> mindset is the fundamental in achieving the extraordinary goals so how do uh, i mean how did you shift your mindset from stress and the depression uh, to the resilience and the strength it's is three three different pillars that um that we find around mindset um one of them is uh, is knowledge Mm-hmm. the other one is thoughts the other one is habits so knowledge thoughts and habits these are the three things that that create what we call mindset so knowledge is actually having 
the right information. So anything that we want to do, whether it is uh, to, to, to run a race, to start a business, to get fitter, to, to find a new relationship, to, to travel to a new city, we are always going to need knowledge for that journey. So then the second one is around our thoughts. So mm. the thoughts have to be that we actually, we understand that, that we are capable of doing these things. We can see ourselves doing these things. We accept that we are good enough to, to achieve these goals that we've set ourselves. And the third aspect, the third pillar is habits. And the habit is about taking action, taking those small steps to move forward every single day. Now, if we break this down to, to a simple example, let's say uh, we wanted to, to get into the mindset of doing press-ups, of, of getting stronger. So first, we need the knowledge. We need to know how to do a press-up. But if we just have the knowledge, if we just sat there on the couch every day, say, oh, great, I know how to do a press-up now, we would never see any results. We'd never see any difference. So then we have to have the thoughts. So we, have, we know how to do it. We have the knowledge. The thoughts is, I know why I'm going to do the press-ups. I know how I'm going to do the press-ups. I know that I deserve to do press-ups. I know that I'm going to love seeing the results of the press-ups in the mirror. I deserve these press-ups in my life. But even then, once we have the knowledge and we have the thoughts, unless we get into the habit of doing the press-ups every single day, we will never see the results that we want to achieve. And that is all of these combined into what they call mindset. And and this is a key aspect of what I do because everybody, everybody talks about mindset. You see it on social media, you hear it on podcasts, you see it on places like LinkedIn and webinars or seminars. Everybody talks about the power of mindset. And we kind of, we listen, we nod our heads and we say, yes, yes, mindset is important. And part of my mission is to prove to people to absolutely prove that with the right knowledge, the right thoughts, the right habits, we can create the life we want to create. We can see the results. We can achieve the goals that we want to create because I prove it because I was that everyday guy trapped in an office who felt like his life was falling apart. I was living in what I call this quiet desperation, where if you looked at me, you thought I was okay. You thought, as you said at the start in that great introduction, I had the Porsche, I had the Rolex, I was smiling. You would look at me and you would think I was happy, but inside I was. I wanted to scream. I was miserable. And if I can go from being that person to then achieving the things that I've done and building the life that I've built, anybody can do it. And, and that's why it's so important to me to talk about actions and proof rather than just saying the same old things about mindset that everybody else says. This is about taking real action to change real life. Lovely. That's great. So, uh, like, uh, you have also mentioned that the power of understanding your love languages and attachment style was vital in your personal growth. So, how did recognizing and working with these aspects uh, influence your journey? It's it's a really interesting question. And part of this is really understanding who we are. And, and again, this is why I like to, to take a, a very different approach to everybody else, because everybody else says the same thing. Everybody else says, 
change, change. We need to change. You need to change your mindset. You need to change your habits. You need to change your thought. You need to change your life. I think that's wrong. I think if we tell ourselves every day, I need to change, I need to change, that means we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough as we are. Imagine if you if you spent every day thinking, change my body, change my habits, change my mindset. We're telling ourselves that we're broken. We will never achieve the life that we want if every morning we start off just saying, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. That's why I believe that we shouldn't always seek to change. We shouldn't always think we are not good enough as we are. We should not seek change. We should seek understanding. We should seek wisdom. It is by understanding who we are and what we want that we can actually achieve the life that we want. Now, it is a terrifying question for people because it was a terrifying question for myself. What do you want? What do you truly want? Because we all say more money, more time. I want to be happy. I want to be this. But that's just like a surface level question. What we truly, truly want comes from understanding who we are. It's only when we understand who we are that we can start to define who we want to become. And this is why so many times people are asking the wrong questions. People are always saying, how do I make more money? How do I build the body? How do I build the life? How do I get more confidence? How do I defeat imposter syndrome? The question is not how do I achieve these things? The question we should be asking is who do I need to become to create this life that I want to create? And we only know who we need to become once we truly understand who we are and what we want to create in our lives. Exactly. That's true. I understand. So uh, like what strategies or the techniques um, have you found most effective in developing the resilience and also breaking through um, the mental barriers? That's there's three three powerful strategies one is is embracing failure so so many times in our lives we we fear failure we we don't want to look stupid we worry we'll be laughed at we worry that we will uh lose so much and this means we don't take action because we are scared of rejection we usually reject ourselves so uh before we let's say we have a goal to do something and you, you create a goal and you get really excited. And then you say, oh, actually, um, other people are doing it already. Or it's the wrong time of year. Or I've failed before, so I'm not going to try again. Or people love. We will always find a reason to reject ourselves. So rather than uh, avoid failure, rather than even embracing failure, because that's a bit of a cliche, I say we should seek seek spectacular failures. Look at Elon Musk. He um, If a billion dollar rocket blows up on a launch pad, he says, ah, oh, well, that's okay because we learned a lot from it. That is a spectacular multi-million or billion dollar failure. But he will still seek those failures because he knows that is how he will progress. The second part is that radical self-acceptance. So how we how we perform at any task is consistent with how we see ourselves. So this is about understanding how we see ourselves. We see ourselves as how we accept ourselves. 
So this is really about accepting our strengths, our weaknesses. As I was saying earlier, not trying to change ourselves. The world is not as it is. The world is as we are. And mm. we have to understand how we are and accept ourselves for who we are. And then the third point is about building momentum. Now, momentum is the enemy of stagnation, because if we're not careful, we all stagnate. We're, we're at this time of year now when we're recording. I was, oh, how is, how is 2023 almost over? Where did the time go? How is it almost the end of the year again? And that's what happens when we stagnate. Time will pass us by quicker and quicker and quicker. And that's why it's so important to build momentum. Maybe we don't know the perfect plan. Maybe we don't know all the steps that we need to take. But if we can build momentum, if we can take that first step, then it's when the next step appears. The path is always, or the path is not always laid out in front of us. The path illuminates as we walk it, but we won't start walking that path until we start taking momentum. And that's why I would encourage anyone to take action. You don't need to have the perfect plan. You don't need to have the perfect website. You don't need to have all of the, the fitness clothes or anything else. It's just about taking that first step because we get in our own way. Everybody thinks they need another plan, another process, another strategy, another blueprint. They don't. What you need is to remove 90% of what is in your life. Get out of your own way. Take away all the things that are tripping yourself up. And that's how you move forward. It's about progress, not perfection. So uh, for those feeling trapped in their uh, current lives, what steps or the advice would you give them to break free and embark on the journey of the self-transformation? The first thing that anyone has to do is to determine who they want to be in the future. And I, I run a, a program called the Conquer Program, and this is the first thing that we have people do. We say, create you 10.0. Who is the 10 out of 10 version of you? What do they look like? What do they think like? What do they act like? What do they do all day? Where do they live? Because this is about building and creating that new version of you. Relying on willpower doesn't work. Just sitting there saying, oh, I feel stuck doesn't work. Usually when we feel stuck, when we feel trapped, when we feel lost in life, it's because we're making a false assumption. We are assuming something is true when it isn't. So someone who is feeling um, stuck in terms of their body or their weight, maybe making a false assumption and saying, I've tried every diet and it doesn't work, but that's not true. Someone who wants to, who is feeling trapped in a job and wants to start a business, maybe making a false assumption and saying, oh, I can't start a business because I need uh, thousands of dollars to, to, to start a business. It's not true. Someone who's trapped in a relationship maybe say, oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling stuck because nobody else will ever love me. It is not true. So to destroy these false assumptions, we need to create the new version of ourselves. Start thinking like a new person. Start acting like a new person. And then think to yourself, what is the one thing? What is the one smallest thing that I can do today to take another step towards being that 10.0 version of myself? We all think too big. We all think too grandiose. We all think about the the six pack and the mansion, the Lamborghini and everything else. 
that that becomes so big it becomes unrealistic you can get there you could absolutely make it happen but you have to think what is the one thing i can do today to start becoming that person because it isn't about the house or the car or the money because these are all external things the external things only arrive once the internal version of ourselves is complete so just think about what is the one smallest thing that i can do to start creating that self literally is it can i read a one page of a book can i write one positive thing about myself can i do one press up can i make one phone call just do that one thing today and then maybe tomorrow try two but that only starts with that one smallest thing that's lovely great so as we conclude this episode uh, so what message would you like to leave for those striving to achieve that remarkable and impactful goals in their lives i would say this and i say this as someone who has failed spectacularly thousands of times in my life i've messed up i've screwed up i've made so many mistakes i've lost count but it doesn't matter how many times you fail you only need to get it right once then you win then your life changes forever so keep failing seek the failure you only need to get it right once it doesn't matter whether you've tried one time a hundred times a thousand times it yeah. is never too late to become the person who you've always meant to be exactly i i i 500% agree with you this is the exact thing definitely great so uh, freddy's remarkable journey serves as the testament to the transformative power that uh, lies within all of us so his story from a battling addiction and despair to becoming a guinness world record holder and an inspiration for the resilience illustrates the immense potential within each person to achieve the extraordinary so we thank freddy uh, for sharing his profound experiences resilient mindset and also the insights uh, that sparked the embers of inspiration in our pursuit of extraordinary goals so his words and the journey reminds us that with the right mindset perseverance and believe in ourselves we too can achieve the extraordinary and become the person we were always meant to be so thank you so much thank you it's been a pleasure <laughs>